0: Hello, Benjamin Franklin here. In the last episode, I found myself inside a strange little blue house. It was a structure with a sign, police call box, at the very top. And an interior chamber that was much larger on the inside than it appeared on the outside. And here's the oddest part of all. This little blue house started moving with me in it. It seemed as if we were all hurtling through space, faster and faster, until things seemed to settle back down to normal, or at least so I thought. I looked around at my new surroundings, inside this giant room crammed with all sorts of scientific apparatus. My curiosity could not contain itself, so I boldly dared to reach out and touch one of the devices and got the shock of my life. Well, it wasn't as bad as the shock I received when I did one of my electrical experiments. But All the same, here's what happened. I felt some strange dreams or memories flooding into my mind, images that I cannot explain or understand, perhaps even coming from another world far, far away. They carried with them a strong tingling sensation, so I quickly jerked my hand away. And right after that, I began to feel like the blue house were moving again, this time gently falling, descending from the heavens perhaps, on its way to a mysterious destination. I noticed a device on the central console that looked a little bit like a clock that was ticking away the years. It started at the point I entered this strange blue house in 1752, coincidentally the same year that I conducted my kite experiment, as a matter of fact. And so the numbers slowly continued ticking away, eventually stopping at the year 1716. With a slight thud, the building came to a stop cautiously ventured out, opening the door. The area around me looked somewhat familiar, but I couldn't quite place it. Aha! It was the bustling colonial town of Boston, the town of my birth. And right around the corner from me was the small home where I grew up and where my father first enlisted me in the family business, at the tender age of ten, making candles and soap. And so I walked with some trepidation to the entrance of the shop. I opened the door and saw a man who resembled my father in his younger days. But the odd thing is, there is no helper in the shop. Josiah is here working all alone. But this can't be. I remember working day and night, helping my father with the candles, and hating every minute of it. If this is indeed my father's shop, I should be here somewhere in the room, hard at work. But where am I? Josiah interrupted his work to greet me, thinking I was simply a a new customer. Good day, sir. How may I help you? I uh, came to buy some candles, I told him, uh, making up some sort of an excuse to engage him in conversation. I thought to myself, I need to find out some information, especially the whereabouts of my younger self, who is nowhere to be seen. So I said to him, oh, uh, by the way, where is that young lad that I saw helping you when I visited here last? You must be mistaken. I have no helper. At that point, I noticed a newspaper on a nearby table. The date is indeed 1716. So, where is 10 year old Benjamin Franklin? Why isn't he here? And suddenly, I felt another strange flood of memories entering my consciousness. But they're not at all about this candle shop or this town of Boston. They're about another world, another galaxy. Is this? all a dream, except I have the strangest feeling that this is not going to a very good place. And just then suddenly my suspicions were confirmed. With a great crash and a huge commotion, a group of very odd looking people entered the candle shop behind me and proceeded to cause such a ruckus that both Josiah and I feared for our very lives. Watch for the next thrilling podcast episode of Ben Franklin, Origins of The Doctor.